Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome back. Today we will be reading from Job chapter 28, verses 23 through 28, and Matthew chapter 13, verses 47 through 50, also known as the parable of the fishing net. I am drinking some lemon ginger tea because I like to have it after dinner and we're recording a little bit later in the evening. Yes, thanks for waiting for me. I was out and about and you were off rock climbing. (laughs) I'm uh, drinking some cinnamon roasted almond because it's late in the day and I wanted something without caffeine as well. Today we're reading from Job, which some scholars claim it might have been written in the 5th century BC. And some traditional Jewish views even claim that Moses may have been the author, but it remains unknown who wrote it. And the book's theme is the the eternal problem of suffering, and it's named after its central character, Job, who attempts to understand the sufferings that he encounters in life. And if you think about the quote, why bad things happen to good people, that's pretty much what the book of Job attempts to answer, but he does remain positive throughout all of his troubles, so he sets a good example for us. And our quote this week that we're going to focus on is from Proverbs um, chapter 4, verse 6. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. A reading from Job. But God understands the way to wisdom. It is he who knows her place. For he beholds the ends of the earth and sees all that is under the heavens. When he weighed out the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a rule for the rain and a path for the thunderbolts, then he saw wisdom and appraised her, established her and searched her out. And to mortals he said, See, the fear of the Lord is wisdom, and avoiding evil is understanding. A reading from Matthew. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat down, and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things? Yes, they said we do. Then he added, every teacher becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. So, uh, it's like that reading, it's kind of a, it's a warning. It's like, I don't, it's kind of scary if you think about it to read. It's obviously referring to the final judgment. And I also feel like Jesus was warning the scribes because at the end he said, do you understand these things? And when I read it, I see that like Jesus doesn't discern who or which religions will be saved and who will be saved and not saved. It simply refers to everyone, all people. I think we lose sight of that today. We're divided so many in so many ways, um, like religiously and politically, in this in you know across the globe. And I try to remember Jesus wants to save all of us. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. And what stood out to me was the part that says, 
that the net caught fish of all kind. And I think that really supports your comment that Jesus wants us all to be saved and doesn't discriminate against what kind of fish we are, but it's mm-hmm. what's in our heart and whether we're good or bad. And Jesus also emphasizes the importance of the old and the new gems of truth, because at the time Jesus was bringing the new gems of truth. Yeah, and true. here he's reminding us that everything God has provided for us is important for our understanding. And I I personally have a little bit of a harder time understanding the Old Testament, but there's always a message we can learn from scripture. And this is a good reminder that we need both the old and the new gems. Oh, I agree. That's interesting that you said that about the Old Testament, because I don't know if that's common with everyone, but I gravitate towards the New Testament as well. And um, in the first reading, the Old Testament, we're reminded that God knows everything. God is everything. So when I find myself asking why in life in any capacity, like why do bad things happen? And even why do blessings happen? I have to remember that God is all wise and knows everything. So when I, so as I pray and I reflect on this reading from Job, I have to tell myself, if God is all knowing, then the best thing I can do is to trust him. Right? So there's so much that I don't know and that I don't understand. That's what is I'm reminded of in this reading. The last verse of the reading from the book mm-hmm. of Job is really powerful. The one that reads, the fear of the Lord is wisdom and avoiding evil is understanding. When I was younger, I feared the Lord a lot because I was super scared of going to hell and was worried that no matter what I did, it, I wouldn't be good enough to make it to heaven. And then in my like coming of age years, like end of high school, college, I feel like I swung to the other side and I saw that God as only like the loving and forgiving who would accept everybody no matter what. And now in my life, I think I'm at more of an equilibrium where I know mm-hmm. that God has his expectations for us and is forgiving and loving as we navigate our way through life and like keep our keep giving to our relationship with him um because it's not a linear path and we will mess up but god forgives us for messing up if we ask for it but it's when we completely give up on the relationship that we lose him well that's true i'm that's well i'm like afraid of hell too to be honest with you like since i was a young child and learned about it yeah I think so that's like I love your insight that God has expectations of us because it helps me feel accountable and I want to be accountable like obviously I want to be with God so you're correct it's not a linear path my faith certainly hasn't been a linear path at all we grow we learn we make mistakes we fall and then we just keep getting up and going um you know, if you, and even, even like avoiding evil is a way of understanding God and like trying to be closer to God. So when you talk about earlier, when you mentioned like fearing hell, I don't know if that's a Catholic thing. I'm not sure, but I know there, there's a saying that like hell is the absence or separation from God. Yeah. So so we're not perfect and God doesn't expect perfection and I want to be with God. So like, I'm going to try to learn and like lean in. And one other thought I wanted to add, which was when I was like in middle school, I remember seeing this quote at a Hallmark store. It was like painted or maybe it was um, cross-stitched or something and stayed with me all these years. It's just a super simple reminder. And it read, it said, what you are is God's gift to you. And what you make of yourself is your gift to God. 
And I used to say that to myself in high school when I was trying to find the how and why and when to use my gifts to be closer to God. That's a really nice quote because it gives us some leeway to use our gifts to give back to God in a way that is fulfilling and meaningful to us too, which emphasizes that every person's relationship with God is unique. Mm -hmm. And now I'll close us out with a prayer. Lord, thank you for yet another great week of life and each sunrise that brings a new day. Thank you for the gift of knowledge and help us use our understanding to grow in faith with you and all our neighbors. Please help us embrace and accept the uniqueness of others as we continue to pray for world peace. May we all take time to see you at work in our lives and act in your name. Amen.